Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 3PL Summit. I'm Anthony Smith, Chief Economist here at FreightWaves, and I am excited and thrilled to have our next guest on. He is a pioneer in the field of freight economics and no stranger to the freight world. Of course, I'm talking about Noel Perry, Chief Economist over at truckstop.com. Noel, great to have you on today. Thank you, Anthony. It's good to be here. Good to work with you again. Good to work with you again as well. And Noel, it's been of course, a hectic last few years within the the freight world, within the macro economy as a whole. Of course, this is a 3PL summit. And usually when we're looking at aspects of the 3PL, especially brokerages, they thrive in moments of volatility. What do you see kind of being some of the conditions that brokerages are going to have to lean on in the coming quarters here? Well, I would put that. Two ways. It's the standard macro economy, and that assumes that we don't get uh, the results of the possible chaos that I'll talk to you in a minute about. But uh, the first is uh, a, a period of weakness, uh, and the thing I want to point out is that um, the, the freight volumes of 2021 and 2022 were way above normal, and it. it History says that such things come back to normal. The uh, supply chains are cyclical, as you well know. And uh, we we finished the up cycle. Now, we know in the spot market that that down cycle has occurred. Um, not, however, in the contract market. So the um, story over the next couple of years, assuming that we don't get uh, some of the downside exposures in the yeah. geopolitical environment, um, should be relatively soft, uh, and it will feel far worse than it is in in the long uh, in, in the long term perspective because people are so used to those wonderful years that we had in the second half of 2020 through the first half of 2021. Uh, the people just don't look at that in context. They they don't understand that it was an aberration. They expect, well, times were good. They're going to keep going good. You know, I mean, the the Ingalls almost made it to, well, they made it to the stupid ball last year. It's going to happen again, right? Well, as an Eagles fan, I know it probably won't, but boy, it sure felt good. And I would love that it would happen again. And the same thing goes with economics. And, and Noel, I mean, you're spot on, especially I, the thing that I've noticed within the freight world and really largely in supply chain is that there's a delayed reaction and then typically overreaction or underreactions. And then we're always seem to be behind the curve, no matter how many economists give a bit of a warning as to what's going to happen around the corner. When we're looking at the current conditions and of course the expected um, downturn that you are seeing, of course, in volumes compared to what we saw the elevated levels that we saw over the last few years, is there any point in time in history that you can kind of relate this to, of course, 2019 seen as a widely accepted freight recession, but is there anything that we can compare this to that somewhat rhymes? Uh, let me answer that in, in two ways. First off, the other side of the outlook, uh, it's, 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 um, it's not for certain, but it is chances are good enough, not good enough, high enough, that we need to think about them hard is what there are probably half a dozen um, negative exposures that we face, both economics and, and in the geopolitical world, that could occur. And each one of them is a big deal. 
So just put that in the back of your mind. Uh, now that you asked whether we've seen this before, and in between 04 and the fir first couple of months of 08, we had another one of those faith searches where everything was well above normal. Let's see if I can do it right here. Now, uh, and the question is, how long can that stay? That was almost two and a half years. And then we had this out of normal experience called the great banking failures, the mortgage failures, which was one of those outside negative uh, exposures that had dire consequences. And what happens when the economy went down is the freight market way down and under the long-term trend. So there is plenty of, of precedent for this kind of a combination of a normal cyclical regression, if you want to use that term, regression back to the mean, and a negative geopolitical or economic thing. In that case, it, it, it was banking failures associated with mortgages. So yes, there is precedent for it. You know, the question is, um, it, is that, is any one of those three or four things going to happen in the next few years? Now, I'm certain that over the next 10 years, they will happen. But you asked me about the next collection of quarters, and if I knew the answer, you, I wouldn't be, answer at it, be answering this, um, your questions from Pennsylvania. It would be the Bahamas or something like that. <laughs> Well, Noel, what, one of the things that we're looking at with all the variables, of course, as you mentioned, there are many significant ones that are all, you know, playing a major role here. And some of the top of the mind, of course, we saw bank failures from SVB. We're seeing, of course, uh, longstanding inflation. Um, we're seeing an overinflated jobs market um, that seems to have a disconnect from the amount of job openings, latest figure showing 10.8. But don't even have that many available people to work those jobs and maybe a mismatch in available jobs and people that are looking to take those roles. What, can you go down some of the variables that you're looking at over the next few quarters or years here that would be uh, pretty substantial to the ent entire macroeconomy and, of course, freight world as well? Okay, uh, let's start with the obvious ones in the, in the United States. The, the big one that has substantial implication is inflation. And uh, it, inflation puts us in a in a situation that is uh, has a couple of things going on. In the first place, inflation is not good for the economy; it never is. And and so, if we look back in history, well, we've had surges in inflation. We almost always had a recession there. The second part is even if the Federal Reserve wasn't acting, when you have inflation, interest rates go up uh, because an interest rate might lend money. Uh, I need to have a hedge against inflation because I don't want to lend money at 2% like the federal, uh, like we were giving to the federal government and have inflation at 5%. That means that the real return on that investment is minus three. So you have to cover inflation in, a, in an interest rate. So when interest rates go up, uh, the economy goes down. Now, the other half of that, which is related, is that we have a financial system that has become dependent on low-cost debt. Uh, the best example are these banks that you just, just mentioned that had big holdings, have big holdings of 2% or 2.5% long-term long uh, federal funds. 
that are now worth half of what they were because interest rates are at four or five percent. And so there is a very substantial uh, exposure amongst financial institutions, not only banks, but other other to other people who lend or borrow money uh, from these uh, high inflation and therefore elevated interest rates. And um, what happens is that, well, I mean, let's put it this way. If, if, if you've invested in government bonds, I'll say it again, at 2.5%, now they're worth half of what they were. So real wealth is half of what it was. And if, like, if you're a bank and uh, you have the obligation to pay people back the money that they lent you, if your wealth is half of what it was, you can't do it. And therefore, you go bankrupt, as um, the bank in San Jose did and the one in New York. And even the government coming in and offering now loans, uh, higher than normal loans for bank problems, um, for bank cash flow problems, those loans are at 4.5%. So how are the banks going to repay them when their assets are earning on 2.5%? So what we have is the first of a, well, it's the second time it's happened. It happened back in 08. It's happened again. We have policies, long-standing policies to stimulate the economy no matter what. In the, in the arts, it was housing. We we wanted these two million house, housing starts a year, uh, years regardless, and so we stimulated the heck out of the uh, housing market. We thought it could go on forever. Well, it didn't. And and now we are we've just had twenty years of of artificially low interest rates. We thought it could go on forever. Well, it hasn't. And and so at some point these things come back to roost. Here's the important point for people in business in the year twenty twenty three. We don't know whether this is the year that the poop hits the fan. What we know from these two banks that have gone down is it could be. And so. A, a, a smart person, a mentor of mine, told me years ago, when you worry about the future, you worry about two things. You worry about the, the likelihood of it, and you worry about how bad it will be if it occurs. So um, uh, what we have now is a situation that is somewhat likely and very bad if it occurs. When you combine those two, you say, oh, that's something I need to worry about. If... You are in the Ukraine. You have a situation where the bad is happening. So it's very high probability and very bad. And so you have to do something about it. In some other places, it, it can be low probability and it doesn't matter. So you ignore it. Well, we're in that middle here. And the problem, and you mentioned it, uh, Anthony, people don't like to deal with difficulties. They put them aside. The market has come down. Well, it's going to come back. Well, here's one of those things that you don't have to deal with this exposure right now because it hasn't happened yet. You know, the Fed has quieted things down and maybe we can get another four or five years out of it. The fact is, however, if it happens, we get at least as bad as what 2008 and nine were when volumes were uh, third were. Uh, on the, on the uh, spot side, these are the other brokers we're talking about, volumes were down over 
peak to trough. That's the stakes we're playing to here. Will it happen? I hope not. Could it happen? Definitely. So if I'm a broker or a carrier, I'm going to be extremely prudent the next year or two. No, I think that's amazingly outlined there, especially when we're looking at this environment that we're living in. I mean, a lot of folks point to a lot of the issues that we've been seeing coming from the stimulus packages deployed um, throughout the economy, throughout COVID times. And of course, that's one of the aspects, but also, as you mentioned, um, the low interest rate environment that a lot of us have become addicted to as businesses and consumers over the last, you know, 20 years or so. Um, it has been something that I think is really uh, a factor that a lot of folks aren't con considering and definitely something that we keep kicking the tire down the road uh, a little bit further, but it's going to have to be addressed sooner or later. And um, this conversation, Noel, we can have a part two, three, and four, but uh, unfortunately, this is all the time we have for this fireside chat, but it's been an absolute honor and a pleasure getting to chat with you today. Nice to be here, Anthony. I'd love to come back.